At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. UNC got a very big win emotionally and a rivalry in the standings of the ACC over the weekend against Duke. They stormed Franklin Street. It was a fun time, right? Everybody uh, played their role well in the rivalry. Now they have to follow up that win against Duke. Sorry, against Clemson. They have to follow up the win over Duke against Clemson would have been uh, the appropriate way to say that the first time. Well, let's, let's start at the beginning, right? The, the cool part about any rivalry is it's not just a game. No matter how many coaches tell you it's, it's just one of many, oh, it's the same, oh, we treat it the same, oh, the players care the same, we prepare the same, it's not the same. You know it's not the same, I know it's not the same, and if you truth serumed them, they would know it's not the same. Right? It's, it's bigger, it's cooler, it's part of why we love college sports. So the, the first step in, in kind of establishing yourself after the rivalry is, is moving, over, moving on without a letdown, right? You just had this very emotional, very intense, very rivalry-filled uh, couple of days. You got the win. Now you can't have the letdown, right? You, it's not like the rest of or actually kind of it is like the rest of us. You ever go on a vacation, then, then you need a vacation from your vacation to get ready to go back to work? Absolutely. You go to like a wedding for your buddy and, and it's like, oh, Vic, I'm going to relax. I'm going to kick my feet up. You end up staying up till three o'clock in the morning every night. Uh, you The last night you have an early flight, so you didn't even go to sleep. You just get on the plane. Uh, you get home and then you're like, you know what? I could really use a two-day vacation to, to relax and recover before I go back to work. Well, after a rival, consider a rivalry game like one of those weekends, right? Your adrenaline's pumping for a bunch of days straight. Uh, all of your fans are, are talking trash in all their cubicles to all their friends, so they need you to back them up. Then you go into the game. It's, it's go, 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 go the entire time. You finish, celebrate, 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 celebrate. Oh, by the way, you have Clemson on Tuesday. And, and you're going, wait, I think I need two days to recover from the four days I just had. A Clemson team in the first matchup in the beginning of the season or early in the season was a very physical game when they played down in the ro- when they played on the road matter of fact that leads us into one of our let's jump to the Hubert Davis clip talking about uh, Clemson uh because now they're going into Clemson this is not a pushover Clemson might not be at the top of the standings but here's Hubert Davis disca- describing the uh, the quality of their opponent in the Clemson Tigers they're a very good basketball team and they're one of the better teams in the country just plain and simple period the end We've already played them. They're always great defensively. They're physical. Uh, they're fundamentally sound on the offensive end. They can shoot from three, and they can also dominate points in the paint. Um, great offensive rebounding team, and Coach Brownell is one of the better coaches in the country. I just have so much respect for him and his program uh, every year. The things that they do consistently um, is just amazing, and uh, – um, our full attention is on on Clemson because it, it's deserving. They are better than their record says they are. I've been saying this all year. 
Um, anytime you like PJ Hall, if RJ Davis didn't exist, PJ Hall would be right in the mix for ACC Player of the Year, even though Clemson's not winning games. Absolutely. He's averaging 20 points per game. He's top 10 in the league in blocks. He's top, t- or sorry, top 10 in the league in rebounds, top two in the league in blocks. And, and he's doing so with a, a variety of options, taking almost five three point attempts per game. So you're looking at, at Clemson going, they at least have, right, the, the one guy that you have to really show up and play against. They also know how to fight against teams. <laughs> I mean, we saw it point blank when they played in Cameron Indoor. How, uh, matter of fact, in the past nine days, two of those losses have come by a combined two points. That, 72-71 loss at Duke and then a 66-65 loss versus Virginia. It's it's almost kind of the, the perfect trap game because you come off the Duke win and you're you're riding high and you see, like if, you, if we just bring up the ACC basketball standings, right, if we just go straight to it, uh, you, you come off the Duke win, who, by the way, was second in the ACC standings when you played them, top 10 team in the country, and you see Clemson on the list. Uh, and they are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th in a 15-team conference, you might think, oh, perfect. There is the vacation after the vacation, right? We get a we get a tune-up. That's not it at all. So I'm asking this question. Can Armando Baycott still be that dude in a game that doesn't have the artificial juice of UNC Duke? Right? Most games, you have to bring some of your own juice, right? It's BYOJ. You have to bring some of your own energy, BYOE, right? Most games, you have to be, uh, for lack of a better term, the thermostat rather than the thermometer. You have to go in and control the temperature. The Duke game is one. It doesn't matter if you set the thermometer on the wall to 60 degrees, 70 degrees, 75 degrees. It's going to be 112 in there. You don't have to bring your own energy to that game. The arena will supply it. The rivalry will supply it. So Armando Baycott in the Duke game played like the Armando Baycott many have, have hoped would emerge this year. 25, 10, and 5. 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. That's great. And even, even more than that, bullied Kyle Filipowski. Can you do that when the, the energy isn't supplied? Right? Can you do that when you have to bring it yourself? I also wonder this about UNC. If they're not just going to settle into, right, the middle-of-the-road ACC games, that's where we just give it to, to R.J. Davis. Yeah. He handles these by himself, right? Uh, Baycott's like, this is light work. I let my guy take you. Right? This, is, this is light work. I let my guy R.J. Davis have this one. Because against Duke, he went 5 for 14 in the game. Not great. And it was the second time in the last seven that he didn't reach 20 points scored. But he has been the engine, particularly through these types of games. And you know what? I got to be honest. I, I have, I've led you astray on this segment. Okay. I skipped over a bullet point. Bring me back in. Defense. Yes. I don't know what I'm talking about. When it comes to North Carolina, it starts with defense. They have to lean on their defense. These are the games that they have to lean on their defense. Coming out of a big rivalry game, you might roll out of bed a little groggy, but when you get to game time, you have to be able to – like if, if you get to choose, I'm going to expend my energy on offense or defense, you start on defense. It's important for UNC to remember they weren't always a top three team in the country. Right Early in the year, they did lose back-to-back games. Early in the year, we did have question marks about their team. And the thing that answered all of those questions is they started on the defensive side of the ball. 
they started locking down the three-point line. Right, there were teams shot five percent from three against them, and, and it was like that's kind of crazy. That must be a bad shooting day. Until you recognize that the team the week before shot twelve percent, and the team the week before that shot nineteen percent, and it's like, oh, actually, they're just unbelievable at guarding the three. Duke did put up eighty four points. That's a lot, but in a rivalry game, kind of everything gets thrown out the window, right? You throw out stats and you just go find a way to win. They scored 93. You give up 84. It's not bad. Against Clemson, a team that can go, a team that can score, you can't give up 84 points. Your defense has to lock in. Clemson puts up a decent amount of threes. UNC limits threes. Rock hard place, right? Duke was a team that shot a lot of threes and shot them very well coming into the game. UNC made them a not great three-point shooting team. They have to do that again. I remember when the first time North Carolina played Clemson on the road, they limited Clemson's three-point shooting by a lot, held Clemson to their lowest two-point percentage of the season so far. And and obviously that starts with guys like P.J. Hall, who I mentioned takes a bunch of threes, guys like Joe Girard, who takes a bunch of threes. You, you, you know, right? You know the task at hand. Show up and take care of business. You're the number three team in the country. Number four is losing. Number five is losing. It's carnage at the top of the, the, the AP poll all year in college basketball. Kansas just lost last night. Yep. Kansas, I think Houston, Houston lost too, right? Yep. Like, like these are big games, and, and survival is the necessary thing. Don't get flashy. If it's R.J. Davis, Armando Baycott, Harrison Ingram, and defense, that's a, that's a formula that I'm excited about. Right, it's the equivalent of, uh, you know, if you if you have Christian McCaffrey, give him the ball, right? Hand it off to him. Make sure he ends the game with his twenty to twenty five touches. If you have Harrison Ingram, make sure he's rebounding. Make sure he's defending uh, and using his versatility. If you have R.J. Davis, get him his shots up. Don't let a game like this turn you into something you're not. Don't let the letdown after a big win turn you into something you're not. Speaking of the letdown, this is a clip I wanted you to hear. Hubert Davis was asked about getting the team past the Duke win, which is really what this entire segment has been about. Here's Hubert Davis. You know, I always give them, you know, thoughts of the day every day. I send them stuff, you know, from, you know, through texts, like stuff I see, like motivational stuff on Instagram. And, you know, there was one thought of the day about, you know, it's not all said and done until you've, you know, done everything that you can do and you've said everything that you can say and one of the things that we talk about all the time is there's more to be done and there's more to be said and so um you know I think you should feel good about where we are now but that's it I mean there's there's so much more room for improvement there's so much more to be said I would pay money to be on his motivational text chain I want to see what Instagram quotes Hubert Davis is sending to the team on, on, a, on a daily basis. What songs are, is he sending them? Is it songs? How funny would that be? Game day, you're getting like lose yourself. <laughs> when when you're going up against Clemson, and you know how physical it was last time. You get knuck if you buck. Just sent directly to your your group chat from your coach. I want to see what that is. Um, <laughs> Hubert strikes me as a fan of gospel music. Oh, you think he's doing that? I, I I listened to JJ Reddick's podcast. He's described that he he's a big fan of crescendos post games or pre game. So he listens to like movie scores to to like you know the ramp up and then dun, 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 dun. maybe maybe that's what he's sending. 
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Duke basketball has three must-win games at home coming out of the UNC loss. Just talked about what UNC can do coming out of the the Duke win. Duke, coming out of the UNC loss, has to get themselves right. I was tough on Duke yesterday. I stand by that. I was tough on them. I didn't like the way they competed. I didn't like the way nobody stepped up and made it personal. Uh, Soft is a word I've thrown around. I stand by that. But Duke now has Notre Dame, Boston College, and Wake Forest all at home. If you have three straight home games against any non-top five ACC teams, you just have to win them. It's not a conference that's good enough right now. It's not a conference that's respected enough right now. The reputation is too weak to have you out there losing to teams often. Right? You've already dropped one to Pitt. You've already dropped one to Georgia Tech. You, you, you can't start stacking up those kind of losses. You just have to win. They have to compete way better than they did against UNC. But if you win the next three, this is how crazy it is for Duke, right? And some of it is name recognition, and they just, right, the loss doesn't hurt them as it might hurt other teams. If you win the next three, you're probably a top seven team in the country again. You lose to UNC, you drop to nine. With all of the carnage we've seen at the top of the AP poll, you win the next three, you're probably a top seven, if not a top five team. They only drop to nine. Now, I I do have to ask myself this. Am I past the point of asking Duke to show true aggression? Am I past the point? Is it it a fool's errand to just keep saying, I wish they would show edge. I wish they would show a killer instinct. I wish they would show true high levels of of intense competition. Like blowing teams out of the water. Like taking a game after – like. That North Carolina game should should motivate you beyond all get-out. You should go into this next stretch on a warpath. You should mow down teams. But I've asked that of them too many times and not gotten it, right? They get a Louisville game where you feel like, all right, beat them by 30. Use it to get on track. They win by like six. Or, or even if they win by 10 or 12, whatever it was, it was a close game in the second half and they didn't really wake up. Like at no point in time have they they snapped the way I'd wanted them, the way I've wanted them to snap. But I don't know what else I'm supposed to do with this team other than keep making the same request. I don't know what else to do with this team other than keep saying you are an aggression, you are an anger, you are a an attitude away from being a legit contender. But as we saw in the North Carolina game, you're not right now. You didn't look like you were at the same level of UNC right now. Could Duke roll through Notre Dame, Boston, and Wake Forest with the exact same effort they gave against UNC? Probably. Right, if they gave that exact same effort, and Filipowski gets his twenty, and 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 Mark Mitchell does his thing a little bit, and uh, Jeremy Roach knocks down some three, and and McCain is there to score, like if if 
they just just do what they're supposed to do, right? Just middle of the road, right? If they play for par, for golfers out there, right? Every time there's a hole, they might use their driver. They take out an iron and just poke one down the fairway because they're afraid of going for it. Then, yes, they could probably win the vast majority of their games in the ACC. But the next time they play UNC or when they get back to the NCAA tournament, the UNC game is going to happen again at some point. Right? It's, it's, you have to, you have to, have to go for it. You have to take out the driver, let the big dog eat. Right? I'm, I think I can clear the trees on this dog leg. Give it a go every once in a while. Uh, Graham's here, so we'll do a sports movie reference like we always do. Let's go. Tin Cup. Have you seen Tin Cup? Yes, I actually have. All right, there we go. We got one. Uh, Probably came out well before you were born. Uh, Tin Cup, right? Don't be David Sims, right? The the stuck-up character who's good, but he'll never be the best because he's always playing for par, right? Tin Cup is immortal. And maybe that was a bad example. Maybe I shouldn't have gone down that way because Tin Cup doesn't win the tournament, right? Uh, and, and you, the, the full goal, the full competition thing is, is win the tournament. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a great movie, Kevin Costner. Um, but take the chance. Go for it. Get mad. Tyrese Proctor had a terrible game against UNC. I kind of want him to have the post-game press conference after having a much better game against Notre Dame where he says, after that UNC game, I knew I wasn't going to let that happen again. Or I want McCain to have the post-game press conference after Notre Dame and say, hey, if I got to be the guy, I got to be the guy. If I have to be the leading scorer, I'll be the leading scorer. John Shire told me, right? Be more assertive. Jeremy Roach, I'm the older guy on the roster. It's, It's coming on me now. I actually think Jeremy Roach needs to demand more of everyone else. Right, because he's walking out there, he's playing through injuries, he's actually shooting the ball fairly well. I feel like Jeremy Roach has to look everybody else in the eye and go, like, I'm out here, dog. <laughs> I could be resting right now. I right? got that dog in me. I, I'm, I'm resting. A lot of guys with that ankle injury don't come back as quickly as I did, but, but I needed to be out here. I need you to need to be out here with me. There's um, – a great story. This is my second Mario Chalmers reference in the past, like, four shows, which is a weird reference. Uh, but there's a great story Mario Chalmers tells of uh, of him on the bench with LeBron. And LeBron was whining, right? Everybody knows what that is, right? LeBron whining. The refs are doing him wrong. His teammates aren't doing it right. They're not in their right position. It's just he gets into those moods. And Mario Chalmers on the sideline, right, during a timeout, Said, you're the biggest and best player out here. Stop being a little bleep. And in his words, everybody knew the bleep word, the word that he said, is LeBron's trigger word. So LeBron got mad, went bananas in, in starting in the third quarter in the game. You can go back and find the game. Like the, the whole story is out there. LeBron went bananas, scored a billion points. And, and that was Chalmers saying, stop whining and be LeBron. And the funny part is he was like, it worked, right? Chalmers is like, that's my job. I'm the, I'm the point guard. It's my job to get everybody going. He goes, I paid for it because I got benched, right? Because, you know, you can't call LeBron a name like that in a game and, and, and just not be punished. Uh, but he said it worked. I need somebody to do that to Filipowski. Filipowski, you're the biggest and best dude out here. Play like it, right? Maybe don't you know, call him a name. That's 
You know, you got you to gotta gauge your own relationship with him. I can't tell you to do that. But somebody's got to say, you're the biggest and best dude out here. Play like it. And if you're not going to do it, somebody else will. Somebody else should. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash SPS. Your journey begins here. 